Will, we're on. All right. We're ready. Right on, brother. Well, very nice to have you on the podcast today, Will. Um, definitely, definitely very nice to meet you today. It was refreshing to get a different perspective today on somebody who is actually a vegan. Um, Will here, he is from California, which is a, a beautiful, beautiful place where I'd like to definitely visit sometime soon. Uh, I've heard that the vegan movement in California is just outstanding. Hey, Will, how, how is it treating you out there? Um, to me personally, when I first started out, um, I, I don't eat out much. So then I, I didn't, I used to be such a big meat eater that I didn't know how or what to eat as vegetables. So when I switched over, all I ate was mushrooms and broccoli for about six months. I just boiled it or I cooked it with soy sauce. And we, that's all I ate, just mushrooms and broccoli until I started, <laughs> yeah, so until I started expanding my, um, my palate a little bit more. But once I started to, to visit the restaurants around here, man, they're outstanding. They're great. And I, I, one more thing, I wanted to thank you, first off, for pushing this movement. Uh, for me, I, I, I did go vegan, but I didn't push this. I, I pushed more of a motivation towards um, going towards success and all that stuff. And I'm very grateful and thankful that there's, you know, you, you, you're reaching out with this kind of movement because I, this is something I want to do, but we're all limited on time. And the thing is, I appreciate you for, the, for doing this. Yes. No, well, I definitely, uh, I definitely thank you for that. Like I, um, I guess this is the very beginning of, of the side of the vegan movement that I think is very important to uh, take into consideration. Um, there's a few different uh, tenets to, to life, and, and I believe the same of that of, of, of the vegan uh, perspective, or I like to call it the plant-based perspective, because at the end of the day, the vegan movement itself is the movement of, of veganism. Um, but at the same time, I want to tackle a few, a few things on this podcast. Um, it is called vegan health and global change. Um, but I will be myself getting into um, personal training um, and helping people with uh, lifestyle management. That's great. Um, and, and a part of that will be including a plant-based diet. So uh, this is just for the exposure for, um, for building that content base, for working with people like yourself who have experience um, as a vegan, who are living the lifestyle, who are living their own great lifestyle, who have this, you know, this drive, this passion for what it is you do uh, in terms of motivating people to be successful. That's, you know, that's just fascinating because um, whether it's, it's that that you're doing or whether it's what I'm doing in terms of, you know, helping people, um, in, in some way or another, um, we're benefiting people's lives, which is the ultimate, ultimate thing here that we can do on Def the planet as, as humans. Definitely. Um, uh, the one thing that I really want to point out real quick is when, when, when I realized something about my life, well, my backstory, I, I don't want to touch up too much about it, but um, I did really bad in school. I did really bad in life. I just failed at everything. You know, I couldn't get a job. I'll, okay, that's, that's how it starts out. But then when I realized all this stuff, what made me change that one day to become vegan also was I, I said to myself, Will, if you die to, today, if you die today, you have literally done absolutely nothing to help the blueprint of this planet. Nothing at all. And you, you, you've just been taken off the land and you've been just making it worse. So if you can at least become a vegan for, for one day or just, just you at least contributed some little thing towards the earth. You know, and and then I said, fine, I'm gonna be wow. a vegan. That's that's another reason why I became vegan. All these decisions came to me at one day, and it was just like, you gotta do it. You gotta do it. There's no reason why you shouldn't do it. And um, maybe, wow. yeah. And that you know how the pain, pain there was pain behind a lot of this, and it was those hard decisions where it said, if you die tomorrow, you want to at least know that you did one thing for the earth. And and wow. yeah. And that's amazing that you took that perspective on because you know what, I actually thought about that too, right? I said, you know, after doing all the research, after studying all of the, the documentaries and, and looking into the doctors that are in the documentaries that are also plant-based mm -hmm. and, um, you know, doing all that work and research and understanding that, holy, just going you can, vegan yeah. you can lowers, live, right? your, lowers your, your, you know, global footprint. Uh, your carbon footprint as a whole. Definitely. Uh, 
by by crazy exponential numbers. Yeah. Something as simple as not eating meat yep. um, or eggs is literally saving thousands and thousands and thousands of animal lives. It's saving the environment. It's saving uh, so many different aspects of the planet. This is the sad part that people can't put into perspective where it's like, you guys have to understand that we have to use food to feed the animals and use our water to feed the animals just so we can eat the animals. That's double the effort needed for us just to eat where we just eat the plants by itself. We don't, we don't have to have that middleman of the animal to, to be fed to, so we can just eat it. So we're wasting our fresh water. We're wasting our grains and crops on feeding the animals so we can eat the animals. And that's double. You get what I'm saying? And there's people in the different countries that cannot even eat just the grains that they feed the, 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 the animals. And we're killing That's them. Right. It's just so inefficient. And we don't understand. Like, no one can see that it's so terrible. It's like, we're, we're ruining the land. We're ruining just ourselves. It's not even good for us. And it's just, I, that, sorry, before I rant. I'm going to give it back to you right now before I start reacting. No, no. I appreciate that because you know what is important, in, Will, in, in these conversations is that we get the raw truth from every person because I'm going to be showcasing not just your own opinion on this, but I'm going to be trying my best to interview hundreds and hundreds of vegans who are also on the same path. And I'm also going to interview hundreds of non-vegans um, so that we can have a contrasting opinion. And yeah. I agree with everything that you've just said. Everything that you've just said, you've nailed it right on the head because that's yeah. the reality. It's just you know, being a better human being. It's, I, I'm not saying that I'm a better person than anyone. No way. I'm not going to say that. But once I learned it, I couldn't live with myself if I kept on going it just didn't make sense to me and it's surprising to me that the people that do know it don't do it and that, that's like you you'd put your own thought of enjoyment over lives of other people or just the betterment of this world it's i can't i i, I don't know how how that's possible you know I, i'm not that kind of person well you know what will there's a lot of factors at play right and we know that very firmly right mm -hmm. uh there's a lot of mixed marketing messages there's a lot of people that um eat because their taste buds dictate what they eat because they they just they've been tricked for such a long time just like how you and i were for a very long time Definitely. uh and we both i know that you told me you come what's your background will are you filipino or are you I'm chinese what are you Vietnamese. Vietnamese. Vietnamese, perfect. One of my best friends growing up was Vietnamese, okay? Yeah. Yeah. One of my guys, Peter, his name is Peter Lee. I'll always remember this guy because he would always have me over. Great hospitality. His mom was amazing. She would always cook for me this crazy. She'd be like this crazy Spanish guy shows up and he's always ready to eat my food. So she would just always overfeed me, right? Yeah. Like, Vietnamese people, they love other cultures loving our stuff. They love it. Oh my gosh, yeah, and, and and it was very much that way. Um, but the thing I noticed was the heavy meat intensive diet. Yeah. Uh, it was just a lifestyle of just not thinking about it, but naturally just eating those foods as a customary food. Um, and and that is tradi traditionally um, more modern for a lot of cultures to eat that much meat in their diets. But then when you start to realize that you know what, these Vietnamese people, they have a huge plate of meat on the table and sure they eat a lot of meat, but they're also eating a lot of other, of, of, of a lot of other foods too. And it's not just meat, right? Yeah. Uh, you, know so what's the, you know, what's like the hardest part about just being vegan. It's not about switching. It's about the choices. Like they don't, they don't, there's no places that are available for you to be eating, eating vegan. It's because like this world has been taken over by the meat industry and everyone's followed the money kind of where it's just there's not many places that you can get vegan food after a certain amount of time, like around 10 o'clock night, late at night or whatever. You cannot find any vegan food. And that's the hardest part about being vegan. Other than that, the food is just as great. The, everything tastes just as great, you know. And but also the, 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 the whole thing, too, Will, is that you can enjoy all of the same foods, yep. same flavor profiles. Um, you can even include the textures if you really wanted to add those textures to make meat something of resemblance. So you would have maybe seitan or tempeh or or an alternative uh, to that meat to that meat, uh, whatever meat you like having. 
um, and realize that it's simply eliminating the meat from the plate. Yeah. Um, I, and you just, can still have those same great meals. I just, you know, you can have the, the mashed potatoes with the seasonal vegetables. Um, but it's the thing is, like you say, marketing and these big meat companies have really controlled how marketing works. They've literally convinced people that, you know, buying a, an eight ounce steak for $30 is a good price yeah, at a restaurant. It's just you can't put plants and ship them across the United States. And, and make a lot of money off of them because then they go bad fast. It's the meat you can, you know, do a lot with it. You can freeze it. You can uh, get the skin. You can, you can cut the steaks. You can uh, age the steaks. You can make them like hundreds of dollars per piece. And that's why. That's, it's only because they can sell it for a lot more. And it's something that they can actually sell to the consumer for a lot more than, than plants. Plants, you know, they can't last that long. You, get, you ought to care for a tomato for like a week and it's, it's not good no more. And it's because of these things that it's all about the money that they sell it to us it's not even that it's i don't even think it's about 80 90 years ago 70 percent of america only ate grains you know that 70 right. yeah and it, it and then over time it's all about meat nowadays and that's because the market the market changed and um that's the, market, the market changed supply and demand changed mm-hmm. also these big companies uh redirected their energies they 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 changed what their what their uh, one thing was and um, you know, profit at the end of the day was stretched out to change. Right. So mm-hmm. um, you have companies like Monsanto and, and Bayer who yep. are working right now, Gates, which are invested by Bill Gates, by the way. Oh yeah. I mean, Bill Gates has heavy investments in all the biggest companies, right? Because we're talking about um, the future of medicine and we're talking about the future of food supply, yep. right? And uh, when it comes to food supply, it is important to note that there is a lot of humans on this planet. Um, it is important to note that population control is, and, and what we know of population control is going to start happening. It is happening, right? Yeah, it's been happening. But the thing is that the population is still going to keep rising. And like you say, right, it goes back to what you're saying. It's just not an efficient system to feed how many people are on the planet. That's why there is disparity, right? If yeah. those farmers are growing grain, instead of growing grain, we're growing spinach, we're growing uh, sweet potatoes, we're growing quinoa, we're growing healthy foods, healthy alternatives, um, then the entire village of farmers can now sustain themselves. And all the poor villages on the planet that are susceptible to oppression and, and mass uh, mass marginalized for the use of farming and they get paid dirt money. The farmers in these third world countries yeah. are getting paid such bad money to farm this corn, GMO corn and soy. Yeah. And you know, what's, uh, you know what's ridiculous? You know what's ridiculous? We're feeding that corn to cows, which they don't digest well, and then we get E. coli. It's like, what Like what the heck are we doing, you know? like what? Well, that's just it. People will always blame vegetables. They'll say, oh, how we found E. coli or or we found this, in, it's usually only E. coli because E. coli comes from human feces, right? No, no, That's no, where, cows. Uh, it comes or, from cows, cows feces, that are not comes, Oh, sorry about that. Go ahead. What is it? I'll, I'll listen to what you said. So, Will, when, when, I, when, I, when I've done some research on E. coli in general, uh, like there was just an outbreak of E. coli in a lettuce field oh. um, just recently, right? So, and, so, uh, mm-hmm. And in this field, I guess the the workers had been um, had been defecating in the fields because they weren't uh, they weren't taking washroom breaks. They were just going in the field. Okay. And then they found traces of E. coli in the lettuce um, because of some type of cross contamination due to yeah, it's feces at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, it sounds it like a, be, I, that sounds like a meat company cover up, but the thing is. Cows that eat corn, they're supposed to eat grass, okay? So when they eat corn, their body doesn't digest it correctly. And that's causes, that causes mutations inside the feces. And when the cows take a, take a dump, the water runoff from the cow poop and all that stuff, the mutations, that's what you call like him from. That's, that's what I researched and, and found. So if okay, there was so- meat companies that, that, that would cover it up and say it was a farmer's, that makes sense to me. Because human feces, why would that have E. coli in it? There was no mutation. It was the cows that ate corn because corn is cheaper than grass. And, and yeah, that's what happened. 
That's what I, that's what, wow. I, what I researched. Yeah. No. And that makes a lot of sense because you would think, you know, why they would, they would obviously put the blame on the farmers, uh, yeah. you know, taking a shit out in the field to, to make it seem like he's the bad guy. And that's the reason why the E. coli contamination happened. Definitely, uh, definitely. But you know, it, it goes without saying that E. coli and salmonella and all of these foodborne illnesses are mainly happening uh, to meat products, to animal products. Yep. Uh, recalls are mainly happening on animal products. And if there are any type of cross-contamination with produce, it's because it came into contact because the rain, rainwater pours it. The rainwater gets on the poop and it runs off onto the fields, and it's just, it's just terrible. It's just we are causing so much problems with animal, like with mass producing five, fifty billion animals a year, and it's just the feces and methane, and it's just we cause these problems in the water runoffs from all these poop fields get onto our crops, and you know, hey, who cares? It's all about the profits, right? That's it, right? And I think you just kind of nailed that that aspect there. Um, you know, we're we're spending so much resources <laughs> on growing the corn and the soy that are going to feed the cows and the chickens and the pigs and the turkeys because they all have the same diet. Yep. They all have that same grain GMO diet, which is absolutely terrible for human health, let alone animal health, or animals that are not supposed to be eating those types of grains. Yeah, but who cares? Uh, it's all about the profits, right? Yeah, and the profits are more important than health at the end of the day in the in the capitalist world that we live in. Um, so, you know, uh, at the same time, at the same time, to contrast that, we got to look at the bright side of of how we, as you know, stewards of the planet, can contribute because we know the truth. We know what's happening. We know what the meat companies are doing. We know what the big oil companies are doing. We know what the big pharma companies are doing. Uh, and we know what's happening on the planet and that there's a huge level of corruption happening. And, it, it, you know, the marketing force behind big food, big meat, big egg, big milk, uh, big pharma are doing a really, really good job at, at, you know, putting up that smoke screen for the majority of people. Well, you, then, you know what it really is? It's, it's, it's really about just it all boils down to this one thing. It all boils down to this one thing. Are you willing to do whatever it takes to die for what you believe, right? So that's what I see where, where when people want profits and they have that mentality to do whatever it takes, regardless of it's right or wrong, that's going to always be here on this earth. I think that, that the human nature, that, that's always going to be here and that's always going to be inside of somebody that is willing to say F everyone, F, F, F everyone else and I'm all about my profits. And there's going to be those good Samaritans that, you know, maybe – that's what I want to do. I want to lead by example and get most of the population to go towards what I believe, right? That's what mm -hmm. I'm trying to do. And that's the thing is, even if it gets to that far, I cannot beat the guy that's willing to do whatever it takes to make the profits. You get what I'm saying? Because there's something oh, that, that crossed my borderline where it's like, I cannot, I'm not going to do that. I want to live with integrity and I want to live by knowing that I'm going to do what is right. But there's, I cannot beat the guy that's willing to do whatever it takes and that's that's the truth of it that's the the facts of life and, and that's why they they leave the top and that's why they're always going to be on top because uh we can't we can't take over what they're willing to do they, they would sacrifice their own family members you know what i mean so that's the 100 yeah so that's the hard part but at least we can change up the percentages or the ratio i'm happy with that yeah and, and i mean the minority there's a very small minority that are manipulating and controlling the world's uh equity or the world's um, the world's money you know we're talking about you know eight human beings have control of of more than 50 percent of the world's wealth and and a lot of them the richest people on the planet have the vested interest in these humongous meat companies and in these humongous uh ag animal agriculture companies yeah that um, have basically uh created the biggest amount of global a warming possible the amount of greenhouse gases that the animal agriculture industry has contributed to the planet is is tenfold is a hundred hold all the hundredfold all the planes in the world yeah. all the cars in the world all the trains in the world all these machines that we have running in the world yeah. is not even five percent of the methane gas it's not even five percent of all the the methane poop like gases that come from animal production all of our that's right comes from animals 
Okay, so you know what, Will? Just because that segment was really good right now, we just I want to tap right back into what we're talking about here. And I, I'm going to just go with it, we'll go make a list here, uh, a different list of bullet points. Okay. Um, what are 10 things? We'll try and name 10 things um, that are problematic about animal agriculture. Okay, so you just nailed it. Um, methane gas is one of them. Okay. Right. The amount of methane gas that, that the cows are producing is just Two. outstanding. Two, uh, um, all the grains that are fed to the animals, we can actually use to feed all the humans on Earth. We have enough. We're growing enough plants to feed the Earth. But because the Africans don't have uh, a dollar to buy it, we'd rather feed it to the animals because it's more profitable that way. That's number two. Number three is uh, animal production, the, the, the poop runoff onto our plants and stuff. That ruins everyone's food actually because we have to eat something and if if everything is contaminated that's terrible that's number three number four would be uh uh let's see uh animals you know we're killing animals everything wants to live if you look at if you chop off the head of a snake it's still raving around because it still wants to live things want to live it nothing wants to die in this world what would what would you do if someone just stomped on your head and 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 made you die prematurely you wouldn't want that and it's just why do we do that to other things when, you know, we need to have compassion for the animals and we need to have compassion for the world and, and not, not want to enjoy so much. That's number four. Number five would be, um, let's see, animals, uh, global warming, right? Did I, did I bring that up yet? Nothing yet? Yeah, so definitely global warming. That's definitely uh, global warming acceleration, number six, right? Yeah, number six would be land, land destruction of land destruction of land we're we're taking land because the animals need land to roam or whatever they need to do um where the, the the poop and all the runoff is it's destroying our soil and the nutrients in the soil and it takes up almost 80 percent of all of our land or something like i heard about i'm not sure what the percentages are but most of our land is used for animal um animal uh what is that what is that word i can't get that word you guys you guys know what i mean um, so in general, in general, yeah, absolutely. Like the, you know, animals just, they keep on expanding open jungle land in the rainforest just to have uh, grazing land for cows. Yeah. So destruction right. of land. Um, number six. Destruction of land. Yeah. yeah. Number six. I think that was number six. I'm not sure. Uh, number well, six. I, can there, I can get in here a little bit too. Go so yeah. uh, this is number seven. It'll be, uh, and it is uh, ocean dead zones. Yeah. Uh, so the ocean dead zones that are created by uh, the poop runoff. So we're talking about these big cesspools of blood and poop and uh, and animal uh, bodily fluids that are seeping into the um, you know all underneath under underneath the water systems um, that eventually all water is connected uh, travel into the bigger oceans and are destroying destroying all the coral reef on the planet so the dead zones in the ocean are very important because understanding that the dead zones in the ocean uh and destroying the coral reef is the worst thing that we can do for the ocean uh, it's also destroying so much wildlife in the ocean ocean dead zones and destruction of wildlife in the ecosystem of the ocean definitely you know you're, you're pouring you know you're pouring things into the ocean and, and the oceans like the oceans are, you know, what, what, what would we have with the, with the, um, talk, what is it? Pollution of the ocean, right? If we, ha if we pollute the ocean, we lose so much resources of fishing and, and the wildlife and just everything that has to work in this ecosystem. The earth is always going to be here. That's guaranteed. Okay. The earth is 100%. Always gonna be here. It's always going to be here, no with matter or us. with or without us. But what we're doing right yes, now sir. is we're destroying our own possibility of living here. Because the Earth is always going to be here; it's going to find its way to, to adapt, and, and 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 the ecosystem will always work to 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 come back somehow. But we might not be there, and that's because of will. That. Will, great point, and I'd like to add to that a little bit here. I had this great conversation with this other gentleman named Keon. Have been having these great conversations with a lot of people. But going back to that was that. Yeah, you know what? Planet Earth, Mother Nature. Um, I'm reading this great book called The 12 Rules of Life. Um, what is that? Who's that by? I, I want to check that out. Do you have that on The 12 Rules of Life? Okay. Yeah, amazing, amazing book. I actually listen to books on Audible. Same here, Audible. Same here my man. It's powered through Amazon. Uh, I have my subscription, so once a month I get my free credit. 
uh, well, I pay for the credit, uh, but it gives it's the best way to buy books, I believe. Uh, yeah. And this book is called The Twelve Rules for Life, um, and it is an antidote to chaos. Okay, and an antidote to chaos. Basically, he's teaching how the world, everything is comprised of either chaos and order. There's only two things that 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 the world revolves True. around. True. And this is just a, a light perspective that I'm giving you here. I'm shedding some light on it, but the whole fact that the universe is chaos. The galaxies are chaos. Even though they're in order, everything looks beautifully in order. It's a beautiful chaos. But the yep. reality is that it's chaos for humans to even fathom it and even believe in it and understand it. Like it's chaos to leave outside of planet Earth's ozone layer. Humans can't even live in space because that's how chaotic it is to be in space, let alone um, living on planet Earth, which is a chaos, because Mother Nature has no no boundaries. The Earth, planet Earth has zero boundaries. It is chaos. Like you say, it will be here with or without humans, with or without life, and it will regenerate. It will do what it needs to do. Yeah, it doesn't um, leave us here. For sure, it does not leave us here. That's that's fact. No, it just needs to hiccup or a little burp, and it'll just chew us up and spit us out like you we've know, never showed up here. Yeah, you know what I think about all humans in general? We're pretty much like a cancer. We're like the tumor of Earth. And we're, we're, we're just destroying things on it. We're just, just wrecking havoc. And then and one of these days, it's going to have to make a new show, you know, or, or just start over. It's got to give. Something's got to give. I know what you're saying. I love that perspective because it's that of a lot of people. Uh, but you know what? This is a perspective that I used to also carry. Something's got to give. Something's got to give. But then I also got to be realistic and, and try and hope for – the better. And I know that there's good forces at work that are trying to better the planet. Um, and I'm a firm believer that, you know what, uh, we do have some time to see this planet flourish um, because of the forces that are at play right now. Um, very strong forces, very, um, you know, very, very people yeah. and, and leaders, just leaders in the progression of the planet. Right. So um, I do believe in that perspective first. Um, so just going back to that, I love that, that, that point that you made about the planet not needing us and we need the planet, right? So I'm a firm believer of the environment. I love the environment. And maybe on another day we can talk about it. I was actually keeping bees, honeybees for a living. It. That's cool. And, uh, and, and bees actually taught me this great, great lesson in life about how, how important it is to take care of the environment. Um, because we, like you say, we, the environment does not need us, but we need it. We need the plant, the land, we need the water, we need the resources, we need the clean air. Right. Mm -hmm. So anyway, love that you said that. Um, so anyways, let's continue on with this list of, of the 10 things that, um, we are doing by supporting, uh, the animal agriculture industry as a species, um, that is actually, doing very bad things for the planet for the health of humans and for the health of the animals okay so, so we've already eight, you go ahead and get number eight and nine and uh okay yeah I'll, so i, I want to hear what you have to say so the ocean dead zones and habitat loss for the aquatic species was definitely one of them right there bam um definitely uh we got to look at the health of the actual workers that are working oh, in yeah. the agriculture field um, we're looking at people who, um, are usually immigrants. We're, we're talking about people who are usually in the poorest of the poorest conditions or don't know the language. Um, and they're put into these jobs, uh, mass slaughtering animals and are given quotas and are given timelines, uh, to, to basically slaughter these animals at a quicker rate. Um, you know, their pay is very, uh, oppressive. It's very marginalizing. These people have very little help um, when it comes to um, their traumas, when they're actually traumatized, because what, what happens is these people start to lose, they start losing their minds after killing so many animals. They actually start to lose it. I met a butcher once, and he told me all about that. Um, and it's that similar to uh, PTSD, uh, that of a, of a soldier who came back from war, um, but the screams and the screeches and the animals screaming and the animals crying. Uh, you kind of lose empathy and you kind of lose your compassion for, for, for life in general. It's just you see so much life taken, be taken away from you that it's just so dull. Oh, they become numb. They become yeah. numb. He told me that 
the the guy came, the guys would show up healthy to cut meat because he was a meat cutter, mm-hmm. and uh, they were in the slaughter f- phase, so it wasn't pretty, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, he told me he's like, man, he had healthy guys from the army show up, and they were either drug addicts or alcoholics by the end of it, and they were in severe PTSD situations where they just couldn't handle what they were doing, right? Um, so their health mentally, physically uh, would decline. Um, there's a lot of other issues when these workers are cutting themselves with their knives, um, the hygiene practices that are being used and, and the cross contamination that's happening in terms of the health of these workers is absolutely, uh, you know, you'd think these, these people are working in clean conditions and good conditions no. and it's absolutely false. People would be very surprised to watch a video of how a meat factory is, you know, it's, it's really it's uh it's disheartening it's it, it's i can't believe humans do that you know and i can't believe that 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 when i when i first saw it it's just life changing that maybe people need to see it for themselves how one of those factories or butchers work oh absolutely it's it's horrifying and and like it goes without saying right people who don't want to see the truth they want to continue eating meat and they don't want to watch what's happening. They don't want to know what's happening. They'd Reality, rather stay yeah. right? Reality is not important to them. Just in their enjoyment is important to them. No, no. You know what's important to them? Reality TV is important to them. But the real reality is not important to them. You're 100%, right? 100%. Because you're looking at a, a population that is so confused and so it's, they're marketed to have fun, to have convenience to enjoy the taste of everything, to enjoy how everything feels, to enjoy um, that, you know, everything is about instant gratification. Everything is about uh, entitlement. Everything is about getting things your way without having to work hard for it. Um, So we're we're dealing with a huge collective problem amongst uh, the the masses, uh, especially in, in terms of the youth. Uh, it's so imperative that the youth actually knows what's happening that, you know, that, that the world is actually really corrupt because the, they are the future. They are the, the people who are going to mold the leaders of the future that are going to mold where this planet is going. Right. And if we had, yeah. and that's if why we had I'm doing what I'm doing, and that's why I'm doing what I'm doing, because I want to, I want to show people that, you can make money and you can be a good person and you can do all these good things in a good way. You don't have to be wearing chains and, and, and putting your, you know, doing all this stuff that they're telling you that's the way to go. You don't have to do that. You can use your own goodness and make it happen. You don't need a degree. You don't need a GPA. You don't need, you just need your own self and that desire and that deep want to do good. And you know, I'll walk the walk and talk the talk and show it. That's it. Yeah, at the end of the day, that's it. that is it yeah. because you know life is 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 going to be hard no matter what. Uh, but I think that looking at life from a more humble perspective, not a materialistic perspective, which is something that should be taught from uh, taught to us from when we're really small. But the problem is is that the disparity of of living in a you know first world country to that of living in a third world country, uh, we don't have. The in the first world, we're blinded, right? No, and I yeah. know that we're bombarded, bombarded with information that is false. We're bombarded by thousands and thousands of marketing messages daily on how you know how to be a good consumer, how to be, uh, you know, a person that is in the convenience market, right? You are not that, cool. You are not cool if you don't buy this. You are not cool if you don't buy this. Pretty much. Yeah, girls, basically. you're not going to be beautiful if you don't buy this. Girls, you need this. Guys, you need to get this for girls to get you to want you. It's just that's what they that's what they sell. They're selling convenience. They're selling lifestyles. They're selling, uh, and and they're selling all of these things um, with no accountability for the consequences. They are not taking responsibility as as the the big company as the as the seller of this this product or service. They're not taking the full accountability for the aftermath of producing these these products. Or... I, I, I agree. I, I, this is what I believe in life. I believe that you can do business without doing terrible things. I believe that you can make money without doing terrible things. And I believe there's many ways to, to, to become successful without having to push 
you know, terrible, you know, it's not some days, sometimes it's just, it's not all about the profits. It, it, it is about like growing your wealth good and everything like that. But, but in the end, it's about what can we do for each other and just sustain, you know, and it just, and what, why can't we just love each other? That's it, you know, like love each other and love everything and let everything live to its own, own ways. Just don't hurt each other, you know? That's it, man. And that's a great perspective that I wish that more people would have. You, you, your compassionate side definitely shows like, you know, not everybody has that sense of compassion. Um, a lot of people will say the thing, oh, I love, I love my dogs and I love animals. And then you ask them, well, if you love animals, are you a vegan? And then they say, no, I'm not a vegan. And I said, well, how could you say that you love animals, yet you'll still eat cows, pigs, chickens, and turkeys, and you'll discriminate um, them, but you love all the other animals. Yeah, because right? they don't understand the meaning of love. The, the, the word love, they can say it all they want, but they don't understand it. Love to them means uh, they, 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 they like something. They like a fish, right? Like I heard this on, a, I, this is how they describe love. This uh, old man, I forgot, I saw on YouTube. He said that it's called fish love. When you eat fish and you like fish, you say, oh, I love fish. But technically you don't love fish because you're eating them, right? So then love is is an undying sacrifice of you do anything for whatever the cause it is let's say if you say you love fish that should mean you be defending fish you love fish you, sh- you shouldn't be killing fish you shouldn't be eating fish but when other people say i love fish they mean like i love consuming and destroying the fish you know what i'm saying yeah it's like two separate meaning but people are so skewed on their way of thought and how their parents taught them how to love it's completely wrong too it's not about i love you because this you can do this for me it's i love you because i'm willing to do anything for you that's how it's supposed to be. That's right. That's right. And the message has been completely, completely portrayed the wrong way. Yeah. And we have a, a, a collective problem right now because a lot of people also believe in that superficial love in that, you know, um, that love is an instant gratification thing. They don't really comprehend what love really is. Like you say, I think you nailed that right on the head. Um, love, but the yeah. thing is also, how do you, how do you, tell somebody who's firmly a believer that they love animals um that they're wrong right so that's that's right and and you know what will just to kind of um put put the cap on that on that topic there is that that's what i want to do is i want to create because i still want to blast through these three questions with you Mm -hmm. um i want to create um an educational um podcast that talks to non-vegans people or omnivores or carnists or whatever you want to call them i just call them humans who Mm -hmm. consume animal products okay um i want to i want to have the health approach um as to why being a vegan is a good choice for your life for the life of the animals for the life of the environment but i want to focus my energy on the health piece the health of the human that way I can lead by example. I can tell people about my experiences, uh, how I've benefited from this lifestyle and, and basically how they can also reap the benefits of this lifestyle as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's my approach. My, my podcast is there's the global change piece that has a lot of the environmental and animal, uh, animal rights uh, portion to it, but the vegan health portion to it, I want it to be specifically on how, um, what are the benefits that, you know, I'll ask, this is a question that I'm going to ask you. What are the benefits that you have had through your vegan lifestyle? Okay. Mm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go right now and say that. Okay. Do you, have you ever been in a fight, Caesar? Yes, I have. Okay. And what happens in that fight? You, you rage up, right? And the, all this adrenaline pours into your blood. You just get rage. You got, you're just angry, right? That's right. Okay, so an animal, imagine an animal about to get slaughtered. What's going through its mind? What's going through its, it's going to kick and fight and be angry. There you go. And the brain is going to release all this adrenaline, all this anger and all this into the hormones. And it's all in the blood now. You cannot just get rid of it. It's in the blood. And when you slaughter that animal, bam, it's, it goes into the cells. It goes, and when you eat this stuff, right, you're going to, you, where does it go? Where does it go? These rage hormones and all this stuff are in you. And when you eat it, you consume it. That's It controls you. It controls your mind. You are what you eat as much as you don't think you are. Just because I eat a carrot and I'm not a walking carrot, it doesn't work that way. It just 
you are what you eat means what you eat and what 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 is it and what the nutrients in it and all the hormones in it you become it that that's what that's what it is and that's why people rage and get angry and because they're mostly the meat has these hormones in it from the slaughtering and and also the 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 the, the antibiotics and all this stuff that's making you weaker there's so much that I could say i could go on forever about this stuff but it's just once you understand that I had I get I have more control over myself as a person, not only through the discipline of knowing that I went vegan, but through the non hormones and all of this heavy feel. I used to eat meat, right, and I'd sit there and not be able to breathe and be like, <sighs> after every meal, and I'd go to sleep, and I'd just be tired as hell after every meal. Now, when I eat my meal, my meals, all I want to do is work, make more money, so I can save this goddamn world. You know. That's it, buddy, yeah. and. Anyways, that that was that was a great uh, portion okay. there. Yeah. I wanted I want to definitely tackle um, so that in terms of the benefits that you've had um, through the vegan lifestyle was um, obviously all of the compounding of all the chemicals of all the adrenaline of all the hormones that are rushing through these animals uh-huh. and um, just you know all- to, just being able to question my thoughts, just being able to say, "Am I?" Am I having any benefits? Just for you to be able to question that, I've never done that my whole life until I was a vegan. That's so it. You're able to question yourself. Is this a, is this giving me good effects? You know you're asking the right questions, so you know it's working. That's guaranteed. Yeah, and you know what? I think I think you nailed it right on the head. Right? Yeah. Um, there yeah. are so many problems. So uh, you know what? I'm actually going to write that down in the list of problems that I have here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know uh, the the rage hormone dna yeah blood uh transmits to humans it does doesn't it where does adrenaline adrenaline this is it right it goes without saying how do you expect uh to to continue having a healthy life if you're constantly consuming death yeah that's completely true and and look at um a lot of a lot of like um wrestlers and all these big buff guys that are on tv they drink gorilla piss they drink urine taurine and why because these things they transfer to you it's simple it's it's not difficult to understand that if you meet and the, the animal's angry and when it's slaughtered you're getting these this you're getting the same feeling that's it it's and so you know there's some crazy there's a lot of crazy people that do crazy aphrodisiac uh things and and you know what that's definitely on the more far-fetched side of yeah. of of the reality unfortunately there are some really messed up people on the planet that are mass killing all the all of the endangered species and and there's that's a whole different topic on poaching yeah. Yeah. on mass slaughtering of of you know endangered species and and and, and that's definitely saddening mm. um but you know you know, veganism is definitely contributing to the extinction of, of species of animals and plants um, as a whole. But anyways, just to go back into uh, the original question. So the benefits that you've had uh, through your vegan lifestyle right now, I've got that your energy levels are completely uh, energy levels completely changed, um, completely 360. Um, so let's I, I'd like to just get maybe five things from you, Will. Uh, so five benefits that you've had through your vegan lifestyle. So that way I can advocate this and then I can, I can have your personal testimony. And then when I have hundreds of people on the same, that are on the same questions, I'm going to have hundreds of people answering these same questions. and They're going to be able to give me all of these great perspectives, but also these five benefits that they have gained through this lifestyle. And then we'll see how many people um, have similar, similar, um, uh, benefits and, and then through sheer numbers it's going to be one of those things that um, you know we can create the content because we have the personal testimony from you and from other vegans that are benefiting from this lifestyle okay so, i would say one is uh, um, health i, I mean I, I i can't say that uh, i lost some weight i guess I, I, it wasn't for the weight loss so that maybe that's one um control self-control i guess i gained self-control through the discipline of not wanting to eat meat um, so I gained discipline. There you go. Discipline. I gained, uh, lost weight. Um, I gained, uh, um, sorry, I'm writing it down at the same time. Mm, the control of my mind and control of emotions. Um, more, more patient. I, 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 I would say like, there's so, there was so many good effects that I, I, 
I can't really nail it down. Yeah, you know what? That's, I, that's, I guess, a part of self-control, right? Having the yeah. patience, having that emotional yeah. strength. Yeah. Um, what about uh, there's so there's the other side. There's the libido side. Has it improved your libido? Has it improved your sexual life at all? Um. Well, this whole this whole process of me changing, and I've had a I I, I was dating someone for about eight years, and um, the thing is, uh, because of my changes, because of you know, because of me becoming vegan, and because of me going for success, and because of me going for just this this unwavering drive towards like my dreams of bettering the world um we fell out of place and uh uh and she wants to live that life that we used to have which is just the the instant gratification you know meat consuming all it's just I, I, yeah so the sex life and all that sexual stuff um as of right now we just recently broke up probably eight months ago or something like that but but it's 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 just me focused so focused that it doesn't even matter to me. Those things don't even matter to me. Yeah, and you know what? That's that's just one of the I think one of the things that uh, you know for me have been talking to vegans. Have you know I've met a lot of great vegans who they're like, yeah, our libidos are just like unreal. Like wow, it's yeah. So that testimony is definitely different, but it's definitely one that I've heard. For um, me, yeah, I haven't paid attention to that part. Like I'm literally not mar- girls right now. It's just you know I I can always come back to it later on. You know. That's it. There's a million fish in the sea. You're focused yeah. on what you want. That's sick. Yeah. 100%, 100% driven towards that one direction, and I'm not going to stop until I get it. And if I have to die before that happens, hey, I'll do it again next life. That's it, my friend. That's awesome. Okay, great. So your energy level is completely 360. You've lost some weight, uh, good self-control and discipline. Uh, and then oh, happier. Uh, I'm, I'm happier, that's for sure. I'm happier that I know the fact that I'm doing something good for the blueprint of the earth. That's one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it's, and then um the fifth one i would say uh uh benefits from being vegan um i am not so sure well, we can definitely come back to it will yeah. as we move along through the questions that might be something that comes up and i'll just jot it down there as we move along I, to be honest, it's just everything has to do with the mind pretty much. Like all my five, I, I would say everything is beneficial towards the mind of emotional mind, the, 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 the physical body, the, um, the, the knowledge of you doing better for the world, the, the knowledge of you not having to be a reason why these animals are slaughtered and also being better for the environment. And I, I guess that's, that's mostly it. Yeah, that's the only reasons I can come up with as benefits. It gives you a better feeling of yourself. Yeah. Yeah, so that's what that's what I'd boil it down to. It's, I think that's a hard. I, I would say that's a hard question for me because I can't really nail it down because it all goes into one field. Well, then and then you know it, it's basically so this vegan lifestyle has allowed you to see the truth, mm-hmm. you to see the truth about the environment um, and about the animals, right? Mm-hmm. Correct, uh, which 100%. is a very important thing. Uh, truth about the environment and animals. It's so important to know what's going on. Because even though I'm not an activist and I'm not about to stand in front of a truck that's filled with pigs, uh, I know that there are vegans out there that are willing to do that. And those are unfortunately labeled as extremists. And this is a perfect segue because the next question has a lot to do with this. And I want, I want your perspective on it. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm, this is the one question that's most important to me um, as a vegan, as an advocate for a great lifestyle, because you know what, there's a lot of vegans out there that, um, are labeled as extreme and mm-hmm. I understand the reasons why they're labeled as extreme, but then I also understand the reasons why they are extreme, uh, because it's necessary for somebody to stand up for those animals. Mm-hmm. And that is not my cause as a vegan. That is not my cause. That is not my battle. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I definitely have vegan friends who are in that battle and I appreciate them very much for, for, for dedicating their life fully to animal welfare, animal rights and activism. And um, they're not, they're not interested in money. That's for sure. They're only interested about the environment. They're passionate Mm -hmm. about the environment. They're passionate about the animals. They're passionate. And that is the driver. That is the, what makes people believe that they are extreme. Mm -hmm. So my question here to you, uh, Will is what are your thoughts on extreme? So these extreme vegans, I, you have, Go ahead. So the question is that basically, what are your thoughts on these extreme vegans who have made it harder for other vegans like myself, for example, I'll use myself as the example, uh, who want to educate the masses 
in a productive in a productive way without them thinking oh wow he's an extreme vegan also they're gonna put their now they got their their um you know they've got their guard up and now they think that i'm attacking them right this is this is what i want to say about it okay for that for people to call them extreme and for people to say that they're extreme i think that they're just medium for extreme i i feel like i'm an extreme guy and the thing is i am extreme enough to understand that you cannot do you cannot you you cannot you cannot force people the knowledge of veganism you cannot you cannot do it you have to lead by example and and they, they don't go towards money and all that stuff i get that but i would say that i am the most extreme vegan i don't think they are extreme i think i'm the most extreme because yes they will go and stand in front of a pig farm and all this all that stuff and all that but is it making a difference no the real change you can actually really do is make as much money because money has the power to influence and it has the power to to make people follow by example, like follow the leader. It's all about follow the leader. If this guy can do it, I want to do it the same way. And they will become a vegan also because they'll see the benefits of why this guy became vegan, why he did what he did, and and, and why I should do what he's doing to make money and actually live this vegan life. Because with money, you can influence. You can use it to actually shut down these factories or farms. You can actually do it. But if you stand in front of it and you yell and complain, that does nothing. And if you want to call those people extreme, then, then yeah, they're extreme to the, 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 they're extreme to the stance of just doing that. But it doesn't really make a difference. If you really want to make a difference, you have to grind it out, make that money, and use it in a good, positive way. And that's the real way to do it. You have to lead by example. Wow, that's amazing, and that's a great answer because I think I'm know, very extreme. I think I'm very, very extreme. But it, I have thought it all the way through. You cannot just stand in front of a place and yell. It doesn't work. Wow, redirect your energy um, into financial projects. Yes, um, into financial projects that will um, translate uh, into real change, real change, real change that manifests into real now you change. See differently, right now, you know, you see a different perspective. I'm, I feel like I'm extreme. I don't think they're extreme enough. See, and that's the thing. You know what? I, I just that's just my perspective. I just wanted to use myself as the 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 pawn. Because I do believe in what you believe in. I, I, um, people have called me extreme. Uh, people have said I'm, I'm also extreme. I've heard that from like the last girl that I was talking to. She thought I was extreme. She was also a vegan. Um, but definitely one of the convenient, superficial types of vegans who, you know, they're just Available? like, they're vegans, but they also love Kim Kardashian. So oh. then you know, you're just like, uh, you know, like. You have the priority straight. The priorities. Yeah. Yeah, and you know what, and and that's okay. That's that's one of those things because I don't mind being called extreme, um, because it's true. I I re, I've come to the realization that those people, so those people that are going out there and at, being activists and, and working to try and make real change happen, is actually creating a bad image for the vegans who definitely uh, it looks crazy. It looks crazy. It looks aggressive. It looks like. You know, these people are, are stopping production from happening. And then they look like the bad guys. When they're actually trying to do good, they look like the bad guys. And the thing is that they, that is what's viewed as extreme. And then when – I'll put it to you in perspective here is that when a person who eats meat sees has, – has been exposed to that type of vegan, then when you and I, Will, we come around and say, hi, nice to meet you. My name is Caesar. My name is Will. I'm a – you know, and the vegan thing comes up. They're like, oh, you're a vegan. One of those loony people. Yeah, the one of those crazy people. Oh, shit. Right? And then it's like that's where the labeling piece uh, comes into place where it's just like, you know, uh, extreme. It's saying that something is extreme. It's like, uh, you know, as far as what I know, there's nothing extreme about being vegan. There's nothing extreme about spinach and kale. No, there's not. As far as I'm concerned, uh, the the most extreme part about being vegan and plant-based is that uh, I now have to look into a plethora of recipes to make amazing foods to, uh, you know, I have to spend an extreme amount of time studying a new lifestyle change that's actually good for my health, the extreme benefits of how good this lifestyle is and how, um, you know, how it makes your body literally change, how it makes your mindset change, it, it boosts your serotonin levels, extreme levels of amazing benefits are the only thing that are extreme about the plant-based diet. So, so definitely uh, a thought I needed to ask you. And I love that you said, I love that you said, uh, I'm quoting you here that you are the extremist 
uh, and that whole thing about redirecting your finances, redirecting and manifesting those finances into projects and businesses that are actually progressive, that will actually lead by example in the future so that people have the education access- accessible to them. Uh, and and wanna, it's actually... And they want to follow that, that, that guy that actually did it in that way because everyone deep down inside of us, we want to be good a little bit. You know, we all want to do good things. And it's just, there's no one that's leading this by example. And I said, you know what? If there's no one doing it, I'm doing it. That's amazing. And that's it. You know what? I think we can do some big things, Will. I think uh, we're going to have to connect. We're going to connect some big together and and do some big things. I love that you're in California because I'd love to go out there and uh, and visit you. Uh, You know, I think that that would be something that's a memorable thing. I like to take the winters off here in Canada because they are very cold. Oh, you're from Canada. I I might be flying down there in uh, in August. If uh, where where was that location at? Where is your location? Toronto. Perfect. I'm going down to Toronto in August, so maybe I'm from Toronto originally. I did. I do live up north. I moved up north. Uh, because I wanted to get away from the the big city life, and yeah. um, I kind of wanted to change up the way I lived. Mm-hmm. Uh, just living in Toronto was really really expensive for a long time, so it just didn't work out to, for me to live in the city. But uh, but nonetheless, if you are here in August, maybe we can definitely meet up. Uh, yeah. We can have a couple of vegan restaurants. We can check out the Toronto scene. Uh, I can show you around the city, and I, I'm from the city. That's my I'm local to the city, and I, I moved up north and. I love it up north too, but I love the city. I still go down there to visit my vegan restaurants that I absolutely love. So definitely, definitely. something we can, we can it definitely seems like, do. It seems like me and you can go on conversation for the next nine, ten hours, but we don't want to keep this too long. But I, I, I have, you have a lot of knowledge, and I feel like, like we're pretty much on the same page. And, and there's so much to say and so much to discuss, but I hope, uh, I hope I got all the answers through and we didn't skip any. No, you know what? We are almost at the hour mark, and I do want to. I do want to conclude with uh, the last question, uh, which is a very important one because we kind of nailed a bunch of different things, a bunch of different uh, variables on the vegan lifestyle, which is great because I'm going to compile all of this information eventually, uh, put them all onto the podcast, um, and give this an opportunity for a lot of other vegans to reach out to have a conversation with me. And, uh, you know, we can either do half an hour segments or hour segments, but anyways, just to conclude here, Will, because you've been great. You've given me a lot of your, your time and your patience. Mm-hmm. Um, the last question that I do have for you, um, is what is your message to the whole world? Um, uh, and then also what is your message to the vegan world? The message to the whole world, uh, would be guys, you were wrong about me. Your whole system was wrong about me. Um, all the teachers, you were wrong about me. Everyone, you were wrong about me. And I'm going to show you what it, what it, what it means to, to, to love. I'm going to show you guys what it means to love. And, um, and then for the vegan world, I'm thankful for all my brothers and sisters that you have you know, taken a grasp on the true realities of what we must all do for each other. And, and, and thank you for, for taking your path towards love and 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 uh and making this movement possible and 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 just it's thank you for all the love it's pretty much everything's out out of love it's just that's how i see it it's that's all i can prove out of myself and uh, all i can prove that the vegan world has given to us and that's mostly what i would have to say about that one yeah I love it. I love that response because you know what you you told the whole world you said look i'm i'm going to show you guys uh, what love is and I'm going to, you know, you're going to be an advocate to that. And then you just, you just show that other compassionate side of you that you just thanked the vegan world for knowing love, for showing love, for showing compassionate, yeah. uh, for showing compassion and for being uh, those stewards of the planet who see the real picture of what's going on. And doing and that's amazing. Well, yeah. Doing it when it's tough and it's not easy and, and, and there's, there's not many options. And the thing is, taking on that, that, that stepping against society and the way it's supposed to be and how you're trained. I thank you guys for being the strength of all this to keep it going for me to find out about it and start doing it. And, and it's just, you know, we're all put here for a reason. I feel like um, no matter any little change here or there, it's just, we're all affecting each other. You change one person's life, you change the next 10 people they meet and the 10 people multiply that down the line. And it's just like, we got to lead by example. That's all about 
That's it. That's all it is. All we can do is lead by example, right? So these segments are all content. I'm trying to build a database of just pure raw content from people who are in the raw, who speak from the heart, who speak with passion. And Will, you've been nothing but amazing. So thank you so much for your time today. You're welcome. Uh, I love speaking to you. Yeah, you're a great guy. Amazing. Well, so we are going to wrap it up today um, and we're definitely going to look into uh, having uh, more segments with you, Will. And I have a few. I don't know if it's just the two of us, if we can do more people, but absolutely something that I'd love to uh, get into with you a bit more. Uh, so thank you. Thank, thank you for your time today. No, and, thank you. I very enjoyed it. Enjoyed it very much. I'm going to connect with you on Instagram. Um, I'd like to uh, ask for your email that way I can get a hold of you as well. Uh, and then, you know, just kind of make things happen from there. So shoot me a message with your, uh, email as well. So that way we okay. can, uh, connect and, no uh, we yeah, can we'll get that on. yeah, right, yeah, we'll make it happen. Hey, listen to this man. I like him. He's, uh, he, 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 he really brings out the good questions in me and then, and, uh, he's really leading a good charge and I appreciate you for inviting me on to this and, uh, uh, to 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 the betterment of the world i guess <laughs> that's it i love it well so thanks guys for tuning in uh this is vegan health and global change and uh we hope to hear from you guys and any type of feedback that you may have uh and also if you guys know any vegans that are interested in having a podcast uh session with me um let me know and if you guys are ever interested in the topic of motivation and success will my man here he's uh got that covered so if you guys are ever interested give me a holler and uh yeah we'll make something awesome happen all right guys stay cool